This week, our friend Kimberly Crossland joins us to talk about working from the road, running your own business. Plus, Abby's back. This is RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. On your next camping trip, turn a headlamp into a lantern in five seconds. Strap the headlamp around an empty clear water bottle or milk jug and turn it on. The soft white light will brighten up a tent. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode 252 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and so much more. And Abby's portion of the road trip involved an airplane for a bit there. Thank you yes. all so much for all of your uh, your words. Uh, for Jack, we we told them we told him all about all your kind comments and emails and text messages and everything. He's very happy to have done it. And <laughs> I tried it. I'm, I'm giddy. I'm so proud of him. I'm over the moon. He left a message to, uh, he commented on YouTube and ah. thanked everyone as well for the really nice words. But I could not have been prouder or more grateful for you and Jack for sitting down and doing that together so that I could go and be 100% present for Henry while we were in Chicago and not worry about whether or not. RV Miles was being completed, and he was so good, Jay. It's your third oh, time in, in Chicago recently. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've been in Chicago more this summer than I probably have in many years put together. But as many of you know, Henry and I needed to jet back up there for a few days. Uh, he had some things he needed to accomplish for doctors at Lurie Children's Hospital. So we jumped on an airplane from Salt Lake went up to Chicago. It was the first time I had been on an airplane in um, five years. Really? Yeah. It's been yeah. a minute since I've been on a plane. Now, the experience was awesome. Henry was a little bit nervous, but once he got on the plane and we took off, and that was once we got on our second plane because <laughs> <laughs> we missed our first, uh, Salt Lake City, I learned afterwards, is really awful. Like when it comes to trying to get through security, so many people sort of confirmed what we learned trying to get through the gates. So, and then not only that, but like the way the airport is laid out. Ooh. There's thunder. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but we, we've got quite the storm brewing outside. We do. Wow. These Utah <laughs> mountains, they have been so spectacular this week. Uh, but Salt Lake, back to the airport, because that's what we're all here for, right? Uh they lay it out where it's section and then like connecting tunnel to get to another section. So of course we had to go through the A section. That's where you filter in. Southwest is in the B section. And that is a really long run. Mm. And we were running. And then at one point I thought, oh, they have one of those shuttle tram things. Let's get on it. We'll go faster. No, no, no. In fact, I looked at her and I said, please stop. 
we can walk faster than this. I got to get off this. Like, we're not going to make our plane. <laughs> so we didn't make our plane, but we did instead get on another Southwest flight that took us direct to Chicago. We did not have to stop in Denver. And we were able to spend two days in Chicago just taking care of Henry and focusing on him and just getting through this next step in his medical journey. Well, we're glad you're back. Next week, it is my turn to jump on a plane. I'm heading to Elkhart, Indiana for the uh, the annual, but hasn't been for the last couple of years, uh, open house of all the RV yes. manufacturers that they uh, show off their wares to dealers, which is quite the event that I didn't know. I mean, there John Mellencamp will be performing I there. Saw that. Yeah, uh, uh, another star at somebody Is, else's. I can't remember when who. When did he drop the cougar? Uh, he dropped the cougar a long time. Okay, so first, <laughs> here's the deal. First, he was Johnny Cougar. No, and, it was and not. I think that was like a record label, like oh John Mellencamp. Johnny. That's not good. We're gonna okay. call you Johnny, Johnny Cougar. Cougar. So okay. then I think I think it was like his second album. He got them to be like John Cougar Mellencamp. He grew up. He got to grow um, up. I think he had a little bit more say. Yes. <laughs> and then at some point, the cougar got dropped. Uh, I think pretty close to after that first album. I, I may be making all this up, but I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. I want him to bring the cougar back. Maybe he'll bring it back for this. Yeah, for like this wild party in Elkhart. I mean, what a what a gig, John! Like, wows us. Apparently, it's a big deal. So, yeah, uh, so, so I'm excited to be there. I uh, bet you are. You're gonna get his autograph. <laughs> I don't even know if he's going to be there on one of the oh, nights that I'm there. I don't know, you know anything already. about it. I got I to gotta figure this stuff out. Yes, but you are, we are literally arriving at the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. And then I am taking you to the airport very, very early the next day. Yeah. You are flying out. You're going to be out, gone all week. It's just going to be the boys and I. And then you're back for the weekend. And if you are going to the Balloon Fiesta, then make sure you are following us over on Instagram or Facebook because um, we are going to do a meet and greet and we're going to be doing it with uh, our friends, the Border Hookups and Stressless Camping. And I'm going to have all of those details really soon. It's super chill. In fact, the Border Hookups are playing, which couldn't be more awesome. It's just going to be at a great little pizza bar place. We're all going to hang out. Nothing uh, too big, nothing too formal just exactly how we like getting to meet people. Uh, we got a great show today. I had a great conversation with Kimberly Crossland of Roadpreneur. And uh, we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, I want to share some news about Starlink, um, because I won't be doing a news video, an RV news video this week. It's the National Park News uh, episode that we do every month. So I won't be able to cover this this week on, on the news episode. So Starlink, as we've covered in the past here, is not supposed to be used in motion, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they weren't FCC approved for that, for for one. And um, for two, like they don't, I don't think they want the liability of people putting these dishes up on their roof and stuff. But it has been usable in motion mm -hmm. for some time. So people have been sort of hacking their terminals and disabling the motors and mounting them flat to the roof of their motor home or their boat. And uh, so the news now is with the newest update that just happened or is rolling out right now. It takes them about a month to actually roll out an update to all the user terminals. They are officially shutting off 
the ability to use Starlink in motion. So from what I'm understanding from users is that you start moving over around 10 miles an hour mm -hmm. in about 10 seconds, it shuts itself off. And once you stop, it'll turn itself on again. So um, for those of you that were thinking, I, I did a whole video on this in the past on where I think Starlink is and where the, the Starlink for RVs version is. And the Cliff's Notes version of that is for most casual RVers that are concerned about the money and don't need a ton of internet, wait on Starlink. Uh, if you if you don't care about the $700 equipment fee and um, the fact that things might change very soon and you need a lot of internet, go ahead and get it. But for most people, wait, because uh, what I think this signals, and a lot of people think this too, I'm not making this up, uh, is that potentially there is going to be a new mobile version of Starlink coming soon. Maybe you'll have to even pay more to use it in motion, mm -hmm. who knows. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I mean, I even heard, have heard a little bit of this, grumblings of this in the RV industry from a few sources at manufacturers that there has been some contact about an RV or mobile or mounted version of the antenna uh, that might even come on new RVs. But I think that's probably going to happen later this year. So be on the lookout for that. But for now, uh, if you're planning to use Starlink in motion, it's not gonna work. Don't plan on it. Yeah. All, All right, right, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we'll have um, my interview with Kimberly Crossland from Roadpreneur. Be right back. We'll be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes, a full line of weight distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts, and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. Have you heard of Park Wolf? It's a game-changing iPhone app for exploring U.S. national parks. Park Wolf's Wildlife Finder makes finding any wildlife species super easy. Park Wolf gives you heat maps and charts of the best places and times in the park to find any species. Park Wolf's free drive GPS Explorer makes exploring the park a breeze by showing upcoming places in the park as you drive, along with distances to the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover points. You can download Park Wolf for iPhone from the App Store today and start making the most of your national park visit. My guest today is Kimberly Crossland, who is the founder of Roadpreneur and Cruising and Campfires, two companies that are designed to keep families together and living in freedom through travel and entrepreneurship. Both businesses aim to inspire meaningful change through the power of strategic, thoughtful approach to life and business. In her free time, you could also find Kimberly looking for a new adventure together with her two boys. Kimberly, welcome to RV Miles. Thank you so much for having me. I love being here. It was so great to actually meet you in person uh, recently at the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable and heard so much about your uh, your life and what you do. So I'd love to start out here uh, just letting people know what got you on the road and uh, working in the entrepreneurship space. Yeah, so I was actually an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for about 10 years. It happened by accident, as I feel like a lot of journeys do. Um, I was working for a startup company. They decided 
not to pay me because I was married. And I said, nope, that's not how this is going to work. I'm showing up. I'm doing the work. So I will go do the work elsewhere. I found myself sitting at my table, my kitchen table, like, well, I don't know what's coming up next, <laughs> but let's, let's just find out. And so um, on a whim, I decided I'd already been doing marketing. I'd already been doing copywriting. I'd already been doing content marketing specifically. And there is, of course, a difference. And I thought, why don't I just offer this to clients and I can set my own schedule. I can have this freedom that everybody wants. And so my husband said, sure, here's $100 to get a website. You do you. And I thought, okay, cool. I know how to do this. We'll see where it takes me. And here I am 10 and a half years later, have not looked back since. Um, In that time, we had two children and... As we started to grow our family, my husband said, you know, I'd, something that I loved growing up was hitting the road and, and going out and exploring with my parents and my siblings, and we should get an RV. And I was, I thought, I don't know, they're expensive. I don't know how to drive it. I don't know how to hook it up and all the different excuses that go through your mind. And I don't like to be cold. I don't like bugs. And I thought, fine, let's, let's just try it. So we went out, we bought the RV on my oldest son's second birthday. I was wearing my baby. He was so tiny. And um, we bought our first RV. It was humongous. I think it was 33. We obviously don't still have it, but I think it was about 33 or 36 feet. And um, it was big. It was a lot for us, but we bought it and we drove off the lot, went to a Karchner Caverns, which is a state park near us in Arizona, stayed the night there for the first night. I did not sleep. And I was so in love. I was so hooked from that first night. I'm like, yes, this is the best decision. Thank you for doing this for us. And it was, it was awesome. And so we got home and we immediately booked our next trip. And then we booked another trip. We just kept booking trips because we were just so hooked with this lifestyle. And I thought, I am so stinking lucky that I have a job and a profession that I can go and hit the road anytime I want. We were not bound to holiday weekends. We were not bound to only two, maybe three nights if we were lucky. We were able to go for a week, a week and a half and really explore and settle into and sink into this camping lifestyle and really get immersed in it. And so when we set up, we could unhook and, and really just roll out that outdoor mat for at least four or five nights, not feeling like we're just going to have to scramble and pick everything back up and hit the road again, which is nothing wrong with that. Of course, there's not, there's also beauty in those overnight stays, but it was also nice to be able to just be for a little bit and let that be your home on wheels. And we're not a full-time family, but we're more than weekend warriors. We're kind of that messy middle, <laughs> but we love it. And it's, it's just, it's fun. And I, and like I said, I'm grateful for having the type of profession and setting up and designing my life in a way that I am able to hit the road more often. And so because of that gratitude that I have for it, I want to pass this on to others. And so that's what prompted me to move from this done for you type service that I had been doing for about, I still do it to a certain extent, but I had been doing it for about nine years. I decided I want to move into coaching and I want to move into helping and teaching and, and, just building this lifestyle for others because it's just too beautiful not to have. And if there's anything that 2020 taught us, it was you can have freedom and you can work remotely and you can go out and explore and you don't have to be tethered to the office and this, you know, Dolly Parton singing in your ear nine to five type you know, lifestyle. You can go and explore and, and experience so much more and you don't have to wait for retirement. You don't have to wait until it's too late or anything like that. You can, you can go now. 
So you obviously the appeal of being able to travel while we work and uh, be be able to sort of extend our vacations at the very least or be able to just work constantly from wherever we are is really appealing to a lot of people. Not everybody. Some people want to just be able to leave it behind. But um, we can all see sort of the benefits of that and how great that might be. But obviously, there are some challenges, too. And I imagine you started to figure those out pretty quick. And now you're sharing with people um, how to deal with those. So what are the challenges that that you hear from people uh, and that you encountered yourself in in working from the road? Yeah, that's such a good question. And it's so true. And and I think that we live in such an Instagram happy world, Facebook happy world where everything just looks like rainbows and sunshine. So yeah, there's definitely challenges that go along with any type of lifestyle that you choose. And one thing that we learned early on was I did not want to have our family vacations and our family time marred by me always being on and in the RV business or in the, um, and, and using my vacations to always have to be checking in on emails, showing up live, showing up, doing recordings, answering emails, customer service, you know, all the different things I wanted to be able to still unplug. That's the beauty of this lifestyle. Right. And so I had to really get empathetic with myself. I love what I do, but I also love being able to unplug. And I'll tell you, last year we went to a place called Big Lake in Arizona. It's a gorgeous area. It was the first time I'd ever heard the elk bugling at night. So if you've never been, go check it out. That's one of my favorite spots. But you're also totally off grid and you cannot answer those emails. So if a customer writes in and they're upset, you're not there to respond. And I had to, first of all, be okay with that. Um, I also had to learn the importance of leaving that margin as an entrepreneur. So I'm very big on leaning into when you feel the most creative. I obviously come from a writing background. Writing requires that I listen to music that does not have words. Otherwise, I'll get easily distracted and start writing lyrics to songs instead of writing about whatever I'm wanting to write about. So I know that I need to have this very specific, dedicated time where I can focus. But I also need to have that margin because sometimes something's going to take longer than this 15 minutes, hour, whatever time I've allotted to write it, I need to leave that margin in my life. But the same is true when we're RVing. I mean, I think that RVing is so equivalent to running a business because you never know if you're going to have a blowout on the side of the road. You never know if your truck's all of a sudden not going to start, which by the way has happened to us. Both of the, both things have happened to us. And you're going to have to suddenly say, well, guess we're not going to that campground today. Let's find another. Guess we're not going to show up or we're not going to leave today. We're going to leave a couple days from now so we can get our truck fixed. Whatever it is, we have to roll with those punches and have that flexibility. And the same is true for running a business or working from the road or, or however you build your living while you're traveling. You have to have that. Be empathetic with yourself and really leave that margin so that you have that wiggle room. And then the other part of that that I said was when we were off grid, my customers were writing to me, but I couldn't answer them. I couldn't get any email. Mm. It's beautiful. I couldn't get any email though. And I, and I felt I did find myself had to check myself a little bit and say, you set yourself up for this. It's okay. Everyone's going to be okay. Nothing's going to just totally implode when you're gone, but it's because I'd set up these automations. So automations is essentially when you can automatically trigger a response when somebody writes in. Those are so valuable to have in place because you yourself can answer that, that challenge of always having to be on, always having to you know, feel like you need to respond right away. No, you can have the automations do that for you. And you can do it in such an authentic way 
by just having an autoresponder that says, hey, first off, if you know me, then you know I love to RV. <laughs> you know I'm probably out on the road right now and I want to get back to you, but I'm not going to be able to do that until I have cell phone service again. And people are so empathetic to that, so much more so than we give ourselves credit for. They're also very compelled by it because now we've got a really interesting story. And so when you do come back online, you can apologize if you want to apologize and say, hey, I'm sorry that took me so long to get back to you. As you saw, I was out hearing the Elks bugling or whatever it was. You can give them a little tidbit into your personal life that's not super personal, but then also give them that instant gratification and then give them that empathetic, authentic response right on the back end of it. I think so much, at least for us, of running a business has been like spending all this time doing everything yourself and then, you know, discovering by happenstance these tools that that just do something that you did manually that took you eight hours, you know, once a week to do that do it for like social media schedulers, you know, do it in, in such a quick time. I, and that's what's so great about um platforms like yours where you can actually connect with other people and hear you on the podcast talk about all these options things that can actually help speed up uh your your life as a whether you're running a business or you're you're working for for a business what are some uh, what are some other tips you have for folks yeah so the next tip would be um a kind of on that same vein but to really build those relationships. So we talked about this a lot at the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable that we were both at a few weeks ago, but there was something so powerful about being in that room and hearing from other people what they wanted, what they needed, where they were struggling. Um, one of the themes that kind of continuously kept coming up was camping can be lonely. Entrepreneurship can also be lonely. And when you're able to go and build these relationships, being able to come in and say, gosh, you know, I'm really struggling with this right now. I just don't know how to get out of my head about it. Or I really wish there was a social media app that would just post for me so I could feel better about unwinding and unplugging sometimes. And someone can say, oh, gosh, I have something. I've just tried this. I would love, you know, here's here's a recommendation. Or um, and it doesn't have to be an affiliate link. It doesn't have to be anything deeper than I like this and I'm sharing it with you. And, and building those relationships and getting into conversation. Now, here's also the entrepreneurial tip that comes out of those conversations too, is you start to hear people talk and you start to hear how they express themselves, how they speak about their problems, their concerns, what's, what's causing them grief. And as you hear these conversations, your brain is collecting all that data, whether we recognize it or not. We're able to really listen from a different perspective of how can I help? Because I think that all of us, we get into the entrepreneurial role because we want to be helpers. We want to help solve some kind of a problem that we know we can and make life just a little bit better for somebody. Really, that's, I think, what business is all about. And so as you're hearing these people talk through these these concerns, these struggles, they're asking questions, you're able to start pointing them to a podcast episode that maybe you recorded a few weeks ago. It says, oh my goodness, I, I answered that. I'd love for you to listen to this because here's five helpful tips. And if you do nothing from it, fine. At least I know that I've helped, um, but I've, I've put that out there and solved something. You can also use this to shape your sales copy because as you're starting to put your offers out there, you can say, hey, I've heard that this is a common problem. Here's how I can help. And you can kind of paint that transformation picture. So this is really good for, especially as an RVer, when you're going off grid, you're going offline and um, you're stepping away and just even unplugging for a few 
hours to go for a bike ride with your family. We're big mountain bikers. So that's why I use that reference. But if you're stepping away for a little bit, you know that something as simple as your Instagram bio, if someone lands on your page, they hear your podcast, they go to your Instagram, they now can immediately see how you can help. So I love to get really, really specific by using all this feedback that I've gotten from people through conversation, through getting to know them and figuring out where I fit into that picture and how I can help. I can now make it very clear. So when somebody lands on my Instagram, I guess, Instagram feed, Instagram page, whatever you want to call it, um, they can see very specifically how I can help them. I help our viewers with a business start and scale and grow, or I help our viewers with a business go from gathering all these ideas and implementing them. You showcase that before and that after, and you get very specific about who you're talking to. And in doing so, someone immediately feels like they found home. They feel like they found someone they can connect with. They feel like they found someone that they know. And that's so much different. That's a lot different than feeling like you're in an inauthentic relationship or feeling like you're, you know, just being some sleazy salesperson. So from an entrepreneurial perspective, you can feel really good about what you're putting out there because you know you can help. You don't try and be something you're not. You can bring on podcast guests to talk about things that you don't know about. And that's okay too. Um, a final thing that I, I really took away from this RV Entrepreneur Roundtable, by the way, maybe you did too, but it was this need to not have to be the expert at everything. And I love that because it takes such a burden off of our shoulders. We don't have to try and be someone we're not. We don't have to try and pretend to know everything. It's okay not to know everything. But if you're a connector and you're listening and you're operating with empathy and just being human, just being a good person, I love your hat right now. It says do good. Just do good <laughs> as a roadpreneur. Just do good as yeah. a person. And you're going to be more helpful than you realize. Because then if you can't help someone, you can point them in the direction of somebody who can. It doesn't matter if you get a kickback or not. You just are being helpful. That's always going to come back to you somehow. Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the biggest things I took away from that was was definitely definitely that uh, last year as well, that the, the, the biggest entrepreneurs and creators are all struggling with the same things as you or different things as you or things that you may be further ahead of them on and you everybody can help each other out. And a, and a lot of that comes from that in-person connection. You mentioned that it can, can be lonely out on the road sometimes. And that in-person connection being there was such a big thing for me, but even just, you know, being able to talk to someone like you or zoom or, or however we do it or pick up the phone. I, I, we often get stuck in this, like, I have to email about everything um, when we're out on the road and uh, so many things can get solved quicker. You can go through uh, so many iterations of ideas so much quicker if you just are able to talk face-to-face -face or over the phone with somebody and it help, <laughs> helps you be a little bit, bit less lonely to have those connections. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk for a bit about your business and what you do. Uh, first, before we get into Roadpreneur, let's talk cruising and campfires and what that's all about. Yeah. So I started cruising and campfires um, kind of on a whim. We were driving home after, I think it was six nights in Durango. We were making a 12 and a half hour drive home, which sounds incredibly daunting and miserable, but it wasn't. We have found ways to have fun on the road and our kids Two young kids, I look back at them and they were doing great in the back seat. And I thought, I don't know what my secret sauce is, but I have something here. <laughs> and I want to share with other people because I remember 
who I was when we were sitting on the couch, my husband and I, and he was like, I want as a family to go RVing. And I thought, uh, I'm hesitant. I'm not sure. I've never been. I don't know how to do anything. What do I cook? What do I bring? How do I organize? You know, all these questions. And I felt this overwhelm. But then I also found solutions for it. And so going to your point that you said about at the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable, where there's a few people who are a few steps behind, there's also people who are ahead. I am not an expert RVer. I still have my checklist when I unhook the truck, <laughs> but I've learned and I'm learning and I can go and help the same RV moms who want to go and, and, and explore and start to experience this and, and come together as a family in a different setting. And so I looked at my husband we had, again, no cell phone service. I don't know why this is when I get all my good ideas. <laughs> but we're driving through the Navajo Reservation. Beautiful, beautiful country. I can still see like the, the mountains and everything alongside the road. And I thought, more people need this. I don't know why this is my common theme, but I just felt like more people need this experience. And so I said, I want to start a business where I can help other families have this type of experience where it's easier at the campsite. You can actually sit down and relax and take a hot breath but also, you don't have to have it perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You camped next to me. I'm not the mom who has it all together. You probably heard me yelling at my kids a couple times. Uh, that's what that's we life. always say. You probably heard us yelling. So. <laughs> yeah, that's life. That's real. And yet, I also want to honor that reality too. And so finding that beautiful, messy middle, like I said, um, I thought, let me come up with something. So Cruising and Campfires has gone through several iterations it's now a subscription box, a monthly subscription box, where I will send little adventures in a box for families to have. So coming up, we have like campfire story, story time. And, you know, we're getting into Halloween season. So it's kind of that spooky time. So I want to kind of that spooky theme to it, but just something that makes it easy for families to not only have fun at the campsite, but then also to organize your RV a little bit better and simplify life on the road. Nobody wants more stuff. So I'm very conscious of not putting more stuff in a box because we definitely don't need to weigh down our rigs anymore. We still want to have fresh ideas, fresh things that in the latest gear and things that we're going to use time and time and time again, that we can really stock up our RV with. And then of course I have like snacks and stuff like that. That's consumable, fun fire starters. So it's not just stuff, but it's adding to that experience somehow. So Roadpreneur is, is your, uh, I guess, coaching business, essentially. It's your way of uh, helping entrepreneur, entrepreneurs and and people who work from the road. Um, we know you have a podcast. It's great. Everybody should subscribe to it and check it out. Um, but uh, you you also have uh, you also have work sessions as well. Tell us all about how people can connect uh, with Roadpreneur. Yeah, thank you. So I do have the podcast. It comes out weekly. And um, I just share some actionable, I'm, I'm all about sharing actionable, concrete things you can take away and put into motion. So that's what I really focus on on the podcast. Um, I also have a free Facebook group where we have conversations, you can get connected. And then I also have a community where people who are feeling lonely in the camping journey and the entrepreneurial journey can come together and have that same sort of experience of Hey, I've got this problem. I'm not quite sure how to solve it. Something as simple as why will my not my Zoom not go into my Facebook group? What's going on? What am I doing wrong? To something deeper, like I just don't know the problem that I solve, but I know I solve a problem. And we talk through that. So we we have um, every month there's a, a mini training 
a little mini piece of content, but I also know that people don't need more content in their lives. So it's really a place of coming together to solve problems. And then also I have an action. I, I hold people accountable. So I want people to get into action, take that messy action, put yourself out there and both literally and figuratively put yourself out there at the campsite and on, in your entrepreneurial journey. And so we'll do like sprints where I'm saying, okay, we're going to run a campaign. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to give you the copywriting templates and like it or not, you're doing it. And I encourage people to make sales because we just, it's kind of that nudge that they need to just go out there and make their offer. And every time it's been such a big success and people love it because they're like, okay, you made me do it. I'm so glad I did it. So I'm kind of there to take you down the the harder trail a little bit, but I'm going to walk it with you and we're going to have fun doing it. So it's kind of that three-pronged approach. You get the content, you get the community, and then you get the accountability as well. Well, Kimberly, it was so great to have you on here. We'll link to uh, all of your links in the description for this episode, both on YouTube and on the podcast platforms, and people can find ways to link up with you there and uh, find the podcast as well. It was so great to meet you in person, and it's so great to actually spend some time talking with you. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds, competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is a big trend in RVing. There's a company out west now that's catering to this trend. Check them out. Western Land and Ranches sells large acreage RV ranch properties at amazing prices. Near popular destination spots, the Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, the Hoover Dam, Flagstaff, Sedona, and more. The best of the West, 100% ownership. These large acreage properties are designed for privacy and freedom. Visit the website to explore ownership options. Big RV ranches start as low as $39.9 with great financing options available. No more calling around for reservations. Your property, your way. For details, visit azrvland.com. That's azrvland.com. We are back and a big thank you to Kimberly Crossland of Roadpreneur for joining us. And now it's time to make a little transition and it is time to check the level of our tanks. Mr. Epperson, what is in your black tank this week? Um, My tanks go together. So I'm going to do my fresh tank first because they're they're together and it it just makes more sense. I you know Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna talked about this. So you can't cross the streams. My fresh tank. I like we like to end with the positive. Okay. But 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 this time I'm not going to that's fine. That's fine. So my fresh tank is uh this particular campground we're at um has multiple hot tubs and some of the best showers I've ever experienced in a campground. And there are dozens of them. They are individual rooms that you get to go in by yourself. Um, one, the building right across from us has six of them. Uh, and each pool house has between two and four of them. Uh, and my fresh tank is the ability to jump in the hot tub for 10 minutes in the evening and hop in the shower in this scalding hot high pressure as long as you want it very clean tiled modern shower it's so rare to be able to do that at a campground and while abby was gone i did that every night (laughs) (laughs) that's okay because while you were doing that I was talking to my buddy at Lush on Michigan Avenue yeah, and yeah. getting a bath bomb for every single night I was in the hotel. Yeah. So it's all good. It's all good. 
so that's my that's my fresh tank. Can I just say really yeah. quick before you go off? Your love of bathhouses is so charming. Well, and hate. You, uh, yes, and, you and have hate. A, you, again, love hate, but when you find one, yeah. You are just like, you're over there. A lot of us, we have an RV because it has a bathroom. That's a big part of why a lot of people have RVs. They travel around with them. Mm -hmm. But still, it is just to have an endless shower. It's it's magical. You can make as hot as you want it. It, it and it, it's just it's great yeah. I, I love the shower in the saber the shower in the saber is huge and often we can get pretty much that uh mm-hmm. if if i want it's it's not too bad because we have the the 10 gallon quick recovery water heater and if we turn both the propane and electric oh, on it's hot water for days yeah it'll go for a it's, long time but, it's scalding hot but no i get it you're yeah. in there you've and it's nice well, that you don't have to worry about you know this, as has happened to you in the past maybe exiting a bathroom and <laughs> you know being by hello. a window with no clothes on saying hello to the so neighbors the, the i mean the other thing though is that this campground has really strong water pressure and they make a they make a mm-hmm. real big point when you check in that you must use a water pressure pressure regulator because our it is very and it is very strong uh so you don't you you got to use it for your rv you got to use mm-hmm. the water pressure regulator at your campsite so you don't get the full force of that water in your shower but when you go up to the bathhouse you get you it absolutely right. do. so the reason these are linked together is so the other night i'm like sitting at the hot tub right i was not here for this I'm uh you were here for this oh, okay. actually it was it, it wasn't nighttime yet it was like sort of like mid-afternoon right okay and there were two kids playing in the pool and i'm not kidding the oldest was probably seven and the youngest was probably five completely by themselves mm. and i i'm Hard s- <sighs> I, you know the campground they and this place is so good I, they 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 came out and they talked to the kids very nicely and were like hey guys where are your parents uh and you know maybe you could go get them and stuff and mm-hmm. they were super They're nice very... about it but in general i'm having some frustration lately I hate Uh-oh. to say this. Oh, I know where you're going. I know well, what just, you're about to say. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Well, with, let's the, go. with some. Hold on, let me get a can opener. Some families. No. Are just totally willing to let their very young ones run free through the campground, and kids should run free through the campground. I'm not those people that are like, I don't want to hear kids. I, you know, they should be riding their bikes around. They should be on their scooters all around. But the very youngest, I mean, talking, I'm seeing four year. I almost, uh, there was a, a little kid that, uh, that ran behind the truck the other day when I, I pulled out that couldn't have been more than four. And I, his parents were like nowhere in the vicinity. I have no idea where he came from. And I, that's really, I have a real struggle with that. Yeah, you and I sit on kind of the different side of the fence on this one. I completely agree with you. I think that there is um, a level of safety that needs to be uh, respected and observed because there are campground rules. And when it comes to the pool, they ask that no one under 14 be in there without a parent. That's a request of the campground you're staying at. And you should honor that regardless if you think that you're seven and you're five or you're 10 and you're nine are 
completely capable and able. Well, one was wearing water wings, so she wasn't. No, but I'm just saying, regardless of what, uh, regardless of where your yeah. children are at in their journey to maturity, you need to respect campground rules. Yeah. You also need to respect the fact that you are in, especially somewhere like this, relatively close to a lot of neighbors with big vehicles. Yeah. Okay, and, and so well, there's, there's that and, aspect. And you say campground rules, but I also think sort of like some rules of just decency about respecting other people in the campground. Absolutely. I, you know, have a little bit of, um, for anyone, I think this is probably going to be like a deep uh, into the bag, but if anyone's ever read like uh, free range kids, things of that nature, you know, I, I see some of the, the good in that and letting the kids go and letting them try to navigate this world on their own. And I think that's really, really important. Uh, when I know that my kids are in an enclosed or safe ish space, like where we're at here or when we were at RVE, I don't necessarily need to know where they are at all times because I trust that they are, uh, being respectful, following the rules and also uh, within their boundaries and are able to take care of themselves. Sure. Now, I'm totally taking over. You go ahead. Well, go what ahead. I was going to say is yes, but yes, our youngest is nine years old. I wouldn't. You know, I'm talking like four, uh, not, five, six-year-olds here. Yes. I don't know if when we had 369, when we first got on the road, uh, that there's no way I wouldn't have not known or been yeah. present with Henry. That's my own comfort level. Certainly no way in anything was our kids going off to the pool by themselves. Still not, not old enough. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, Jack is 15, but I still wouldn't send him to the pool with his brothers. Yeah. Like I just wouldn't, I'm yeah. not going to ask him to take on that kind of responsibility. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's hard I, you know, I just, I struggle because I just feel like everyone's on their own parenting journey. And, but I also at the same time know that uh, just, you know, I shouldn't have to be on your parenting journey as well. Yeah, like yeah. that's, that's really what well, it's that's, all about. That's what it comes down to is that then other adults yes, having to intervene. Now I'm having to, yeah. People that work at the campground having to intervene, having to like, and yeah. And you, that's not what people want to do on their vacation. <laughs> I think that's a really good way of putting it. I think that yeah. you put it into that box. Like um, you and your family are parenting and you're following this, or even you're living your life in this one particular model. However, I should not be required to follow your model of parenting. Yeah. I, I, I hesitated to bring it up because oh, there, there are a lot of people who are on the whole other end of the spectrum where they're like, I, I don't even want to be in a campground with kids. The, the, well, they can go to the 21 and older This section campground here. has a 21 That's and right older. next to the elementary uh, school. When kids are talking, I, people, I, we get, we see people all the time in like Facebook groups and saying, I, I don't want to hear your screaming kids all the time. And like the number of times I've heard like screaming kids is pretty small. Well, right? I don't want to hear your I don't want to hear. The, I can't say it in this podcast, but I don't want to hear that either. Grown up, we've like, certainly had more experiences ruined by adults yeah. being loud at a. I camp, don't want to listen to your music all day long. Then How about we have that? kids, like, and uh, kids are great. Bring yeah, them; they're yeah. always welcome and, at the campground. And when I hear loud kids, that means they're having fun, and I think oh. that that's a great thing, you know. Except a, when they're playing super fight inside the clubhouse, maybe yeah. then. <laughs> screaming children 
not the best. Maybe that's more of an outdoor activity. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's mine. What is in your black tank this so week? My black tank is really simple. We're going to continue <laughs> with this campground just because it's a good example. We're and we're actually, not mentioning it. It's hard. We keep talking about this campground. We're yet. not saying what it, we don't like to say where we are when we're there. I hope you all understand that. But, but we'll share it. Uh, we'll definitely share where we are next week because you should come here and it's it's really, really lovely. Uh, we have a site that has quite a bit of grass. Uh, you know, a lot of RV resorts often, you don't, you know, we're on an insight, so we got kind of like extra grass. Um, all of the grass here in every site, they have sprinklers that come on every night, regardless if it's rained, regardless of anything. They come on about 12, 31 o'clock every night. If you leave anything in the grassy area, you know, where you might want to put your chair and where the picnic table is and things like that. You leave anything there, it's going to get wet. That is a big black tank because every single night we're basically picking up the outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that our chairs are not wet the next morning. It's, so it's, we can sit in them. It's so frustrating, but also like you know, there's a level of you that understands it because this sure, campground has sure. the it's, best grass of any campground gorgeous. we've ever been to. They have just meticulous grass everywhere. Yeah, it's lush. It's green. It's beautiful. But Maybe. also it's a little muddy in spots because it has been raining nearly every day here. Well, also it's getting really cold at night. So yeah. there's no recovery from. So, it, yeah. you know, the grass is getting wet. It's dropping down into the 40s. There's no real recovery for the ground to dry until very late into the afternoon. And then a storm yeah. rolls in. and then So it's just, it's interesting. I understand their need for it. But I wonder if there's like a balance where maybe, you know, we cut the grass on Wednesdays. So on Wednesdays, we water the lawn. I'm sure in the summer, it's a whole different yeah. different ballgame. We have been enjoying gorgeous weather here in Utah. So, uh, But I have to say, just from a... You know, oh no, I forgot to pick up that lawn chair and now it's totally soaked. I can't sit in it perspective. Uh, the sprinklers every night in the campground kind of. I woke up the other night hearing like a sound and I didn't know what it was because I don't normally hear it at night. You wake up at the drop of a pin, but I, you know, I'm coming out and I hear it like under our refrigerator and I'm mm -hmm. thinking that our fridge is making some crazy sounds. Yeah. And it turned out that the sprinklers were spraying the underside of our slide. Anyway, there you go. anyway what's right. in your fresh tank this week? <laughs> My fresh tank this week is we went up to, we did one of the things that we uh, talk a lot about and that we absolutely love. And the other night, we, uh, along with our friends that we are here seeing, we all loaded the kids and dinner up into our trucks and we drove to Mirror Lake, which is about 10,000 feet up in the Wasatch National Forest. And we had dinner. And once again, we had this very popular, very beautiful, oh my gosh, so beautiful, all to ourselves. It was wonderful. I can't uh, stress enough that if you want to experience, you know, nature and you want to be able to hear yourself and to just feel like you have that space all to yourself, then head into a park, head into a national forest, head into the state park, wherever, head in at the dinner hour and enjoy, you know, especially now, especially in the summer, enjoy those last few hours of light before the sun, the sun set over those mountains. Yeah. It was wonderful. The one downfall of going in the late afternoon oh. was on our way out. <laughs> It was, well, the, 
there was lots of deer, right? So, you know, that's a, that's deer a thing. Deer or cows, but Jason. Then, but then this, <laughs> all the way into this place, there there was lots of free-range cattle. Yeah, so this And they they're fine on the way in, but then all, going out, they're black, and it's harder oh, to see them, and it's dark. And They were crossing the road. So this was clearly Utah's version of bison is in this particular <laughs> this national... Cattle. So this particular national forest, it's free-range cattle. And they were at the base at the beginning of the drive, and they were up 10,000 feet, and they were just hanging out on the side of the road. And I think at one point when we were passing one, I did roll roll down the window and say, hey, hey, y'all, there is definitely grass further away from this road, and I absolutely encourage you to go find it, because they were just hanging out, doing their thing. Um, And another, you know, hey, pro tip. Because uh, let it learn from us. Um, if you are going to go up 10,000 feet, you know, just remember it's going to get a little bit cold. Hey, we reminded our kids the fact that two of yeah, them but, wore shorts is know, not our fault. I mean, the little artist smock thing I was wearing. Oh, you were cold. Okay. wasn't the greatest. It did drop from, I think, when we left here, it was like 80 degrees. Yeah. And when we got up there, it was like 58. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there was no sun because the sun was going down. It so, was wonderful. It was amazing. Find I those love awesome it. sites wherever you can. Yeah. It, it's just great to be, you know. And go and go at the dinner hour. You know, tacos, tacos are a great thing to take along. They're so easy. You can prep them even before you go and then everybody just makes what they want. It's so easy. Sandwiches, whatever. Just pack it up in the cooler and go. You will be so better for it. It is Oh, it just did my soul so good, especially after just uh, a few of the trying days we've had going into that. All right. That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, it is. And thank you so much for joining us. And a big hearty thank you again to you and to Jack for sitting in for me next uh, last week. It was so uh, nice to see him on camera like that. If you are enjoying RV Miles, would you please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? We cannot tell you enough how just that really, really simple act is helping to put RV Miles in front of a whole new generation of listeners. So thank you everyone who has already done it. And thank you in advance to who is going to do it after this episode. If you would like to talk to Jason and I, the best place to do it is in the RV Miles Facebook group. Just head over there, tag us in a comment, and we will do our very best to see it and to answer. And of course, if you're heading to the Balloon Fiesta, keep your eyes out. We would really, really, really like to meet you and we will have some information thank you so much for joining us this week please stay healthy enjoy these final end days of summer and keep logging those rv miles bye everybody 